Loud music, heavyweights, strong friends. This is GGPL. There's an obvious difference between those who know and those who do, or theory and practice, or just amassing heaps of knowledge compared to years of experience. And if you've been listening up to this point, you've what I don't want to do is give the impression that you it's necessary to go out and just accrue hordes of information. Um, as you know, if you get into any topic, there is that potential. You find yourself in a rabbit hole and it's just this endless maze of stimuli. Everyone's got an opinion. There's research and there's evidence and um, so many people that have certain credentials or, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence. And uh, you don't even know who to listen to after a while. So we're going to talk a little bit about how much do you really need to know and what is worth knowing compared to just going out there and doing some shit and seeing what works. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about how it's related to me. Um, Obviously, a lot of this is going to tie into powerlifting, but I think this is going to be applicable to all areas of our life. Welcome to another episode of GGPL Podcast. This is your host, David Hensler. Thank you so much for joining in. If this is uh, the first episode that you're catching, welcome. If you have been listening up until this point, thank you very much. And uh, if at any point you want to send me an email or give me a suggestion or critique or feedback, you can email me, david at garageandpowerlifting.com. So let's get into this. Uh, We have touched on a little bit uh, about the resources um, that we put on our, the website that are, uh, you know, articles or powerlifting templates and programming. And of course, in this age, I mean, come on, we all have phones that are essentially portals to everything. We have access to more information now than probably all human history, I would imagine. I mean, you can find entire text from the antiquities just as easily as you can find an article on, you know, nutrition or, I mean, movie movie reviews. You could buy anything. It's, it's insane. Everything's so instant. And uh, sometimes, at least for me, I find myself wanting to go back to the basics or the foundation and not, not to do the whole, I'm not talking like the nostalgic type, you know, like back in the good old days or the way it used to be, or back, you know, when things were uh, in in a certain period or certain area or certain time of life. But I just mean like the things that work for us, you know, and there's, there's a, there's a couple ways to approach this. And, uh, when it comes to powerlifting, you know, we touch on finding programs that work. Uh, every program is going to be based on someone's either theoretical, maybe research-based uh, premise or foundation, or it's going to be somebody 
who maybe rehab themselves out of an injury, or maybe they're switching from geared powerlifting to raw powerlifting. Perhaps they just it just follows their career path from uh, being a junior powerlifter, and now they're getting into more of the submaster or master levels. So you know it's going to kind of adapt it to different recoverability, um, maybe mobility things because of injuries or age or whoever, whatever the case might be. Everyone's going to be coming to their programming with a certain bias, right? So volume-based, intensity-based. So as lifters, the op, there's an opportunity for us to get an insane amount of information. So many numbers. I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages of text and essays and articles and websites. And who knows, man, if you're on social media, the profiles are endless. But really, who is the authority when it comes to you, to me, to our training, to, to us? You know, like if you were to ask me, hey, David, is this going to work? Um, how do you do your squat volume? You know, how do you program yourself if you're going to be going into a meet or how often do you do this? Or how often do you do that? And uh, as you know, there's so many different variables. Not just uh, how old you are, but how long you've been training. You got leverages, height, length of your arms, length of your femurs. I mean, your nutrition, your lifestyle, uh, your stress levels. So many, so many different things you got to factor in. And for this, let's really focus on the information and the overarching category of knowledge, like how much do we need to know? You know, like how, for instance, let's, uh, let's go back. Let's rewind a little bit. Let's do a little bit of a flashback into, uh, my adolescent slash teen years. Uh, and I'm sure so many of you can relate, but think back to that time. Um, I don't know, 16, 17 ish, somewhere around there. Remember how confident we were and what we knew, you know, like how ridiculous adults would sound to us and all that advice we would get that just sounded so dusty and old and unrelatable and from a generation that didn't understand us and you know color wasn't invented and they didn't understand anything about our culture and our times and our music and why we do these things to our cars and why we do these things to our hairs and why we put holes in our body you know and and but do you remember I for me I did not have a lot of information meaning whether it's academic or research-based or whatever, it was totally from peers. And the internet, I didn't know what the hell it, I knew that the internet was, but it wasn't what it is now. So I pretty much just had uh, my groups of friends, um, you know, and the, the usual stuff, movies, magazines, uh, whatever. So I felt so confident when I knew though, like I knew what I was doing. I mean, yeah, you, you'd ask for some, uh, you'd ask a question to somebody who may have information, like 
let's just say, for instance, when I'm 17 years old and uh, I open a magazine and what do I see? I see these huge jacked uh, bodybuilder guys. And, uh, you know, you read their routines and, and they talk about calories and they talk about how often they do it and they talk about rest and recovery and, you know, all sorts of that crazy stuff. But even after reading all that stuff, I just ran, went right back to whatever my friends would tell me or whatever I thought I heard or whatever I wanted to know. And so I was so confident, you know what I mean? Like all I needed was, was just this, just this types of food. And, uh, you know, I bench, you know, you max out once or twice a week. <laughs> like that was pretty much that that's, that's all I wanted to do, but let's go through this whole process. Right. So there's, we all have access to the to information and, uh, really what it comes down to is uh, until you actually start doing something and you get some experience and uh, make a lot of mistakes, like let yourself fuck up a few times and, and be gracious to yourself. And it's okay. There's no judgments. There's no long-term. Well, there could be long-term effects if you're, you know, like I used to train like an idiot. So uh, fortunately I don't, I didn't get any too many long-term effects, but if you just approach it, and you're enthusiastic and you feel inspired and you're self-motivated and you start acquiring all the healthy traits that strength training provides, you know, discipline, dedication, fortitude, perseverance, endurance, all those really great qualities, patience, um, understanding, all that good stuff. Then it doesn't really matter what you're doing because as you do it, you're always going to learn. It's kind of like that Kaizen thing, uh, constant improvement. And it, it's more about the journey. So as we're on this, you know, we're, we're, we're all doing this to get better. Nobody is going to pick up a barbell and say, you know what I want to do? I want to stay exactly the same. I don't want to get any better. I don't want to get any stronger. I don't want to be more flexible. You know, I don't want to, you know, I want to sleep worse and eat shittier, eat less, uh, whatever the case might be. Um, so as you're doing something, there is that in the part of our head. Uh, for me, it's usually when I'm in conversations, like you, someone will ask you, um, you know, what kind of program you're doing or how often you do something. And um, I know for me, I get so frustrated because I, you know, when I would be uh, traveling or before I had a garage gym, I'd be at commercial gyms. And I'd always try to have set up conversations with people I'll say, man, how do you get your arms that big? Or how do you get your bench up that high or, you know, what, whatever, you know, how, why, how's your squat so big? And I, the answer I would get more often, it was so frustrating to me was like, I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> so I guess there's like a, a two part uh, approach when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I would frustrate the hell out of me if people uh, didn't have an answer and I don't really know what I was expecting. Um, so here I am now, if someone were to ask me, I would provide the information. I wouldn't just say, Oh, this is what I do. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's all completely intuitive. I just walk in and wait for the stars to shed out some dust through the stratosphere. And then it comes down, hits my skin and I feel inspired. And I just do whatever the universe tells me like that. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you that ah, just whatever the hell I feel like, you know, like just, you know, wait for my, uh, Frosted flakes to talk to me through my intestines. And then they'll say, Hey, what do you want to do today? Delts? All right. Delts sound great. So 
the answer more than likely is going to be what's working for you, right? So, well, you know, in the last four months, four weeks, two weeks, whatever the case might be, I've been trying to, you know, superset my quads and hamstrings, or I've been adding a lot of stiff leg deadlifts, or I've noticed I'm, I'm trying to do a lot more uh, volume with high reps, light weight. You know, I'm doing sets of 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, who knows, uh, you know, or I stopped doing cardio and now I'm doing two sessions of high intensity interval training. Um, so, you know, pushing a sled or, you know, whatever battle ropes, whatever the case might be. And, uh, for, let me see, I just lost my train of thought, <laughs> but when it comes to the amount of information that is required for you to get that kind of progress most of it has to come to do with actually doing it but how much do you actually need to know so let me let's backtrack a little bit so i know i tied this into me asking questions and how much information you need to know but there's also the wrong types of information there i mean for me i can say there is such a thing as too much information uh, just like too many options uh you know like if you go into a restaurant and you got like you know, 500 options, that's a lot more overwhelming than um, 250, which is more overwhelming than 100, more overwhelming than 50. Or you walk in and you know there's five basic things you can order. seems like the least amount of options you have, the more clarity that you're going to have. And I think that's really what it comes down to is clarity, knowing exactly what it is that you're aiming for, what your goal is, and the more clarity you have, uh, the more you'll realize the information that's going to be beneficial for you. And uh, that's what I was leading into is just knowing what it is that you want to get. Cause you can ask everyone's opinion and you're going to get just as many opinions as people that you ask. Right. So what knowledge do you even need? And most of that's going to be um, th just the basics, how to do the work, how to do it safely, how to do your form and technique, and then a very basic understanding of um, recovery, how often you should train, uh, and just trying to figure out your goals. And um, really just comes down to like the five basics. You got strength, endurance, hypertrophy, power, uh, speed, all that kind of stuff. So just kind of if you get enough variety in there, you'll figure out what works for you. Um but let me let me tie in a little bit more. So get clarity with your goals is going to help you find the information. Uh, however, let me drop a little uh, background when it comes to just kind of the theoretical type knowledge. When I I know if there's something I want to know, I get as much information as I possibly can. Um, powerlifting, uh, really, well, it all started out with, with bodybuilding. Um, and just all around fitness and training, I, I got as much information as I possibly could. Every, everything from articles, websites, movies, documentaries to kinesiology textbooks. And, um, until I actually started doing something, none of that stuff really made sense. And, uh, once you start doing something, you start to realize that there's so many different, uh, approaches and not everything that works for me is what was explained in those books. Um, and that, that's kind of the part of just constant improvement. You just keep doing something. You're going to find out what is working for you. But let me, let me talk a little bit about from the, 
a very short period of time between 20 and 25. So at 20 years old, I went through this phase. Um, I had took and taken forever and I finished my uh, general ed, my all my basic stuff at a community college in California. And uh, it was not easy for me and, and uh, it was a long process. I think I mentioned it before. I started at the very bottom at the remedial level, worked my way back up and uh, transferred to uh, a four-year college. And I remember at that time feeling kind of the same thing, just, you know, didn't feel smart. I felt kind of the, uh, the imposter syndrome kind of thing. I didn't feel like I belong. It seemed like everyone around me was doing it easier. It's, I mean, I was such an, I was an underachiever for so much of my life that I didn't know how any of this stuff worked. I had no level of dedication or discipline. So I took it upon myself. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I want to prove to myself that I belong here. I want to prove to myself that I can work just as hard and know just as much and, you know, build my vocabulary. That was my biggest thing is I had, I felt like I had no vocabulary. It was really difficult for me to articulate myself, especially in writing. And uh, I remember going to a used bookstore and I just went through and I went to the, the classics section and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny to tell now, but I went back to, you know, old cartoons that I would watch, and I'm pretty sure it was like Tom and Jerry or no, 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 it was uh, Sylvester and, uh, you know, Tweety Bird. He, he would be in his cage acting nonchalant because he's not intimidated, and he'd be reading something like Crime and Punishment or uh, War and Peace, that kind of thing. And I don't know what it was, but obviously you can tell uh, the way they portrayed it was this, this big, huge, substantive book, long uh, heavy, thick, all that kind of thing. So I remember finding crime and punishment and oh my gosh, it was like, and the font was tiny and it was even with a small font, it was so freaking long. And, uh, you know, obviously no pictures. I was like, what the hell? So I ended up buying it. I think I bought crime and punishment. I bought Moby Dick and I bought a few others. I, don't recall right offhand. I went through a whole year phase. But I remember those were like the first two. So I remember like those books would have been like representative of something, right? So like you read this uh, and obviously you've amassed something. You're going to walk away. I'm going to feel successful or I'm going to feel competent or knowledgeable. And uh, man, it took me months to get through Karma Punishment. I just remember reading it and it was like every fourth sentence, my eyes were drifting. Uh, a and B, man, Russian names. There's like three, four, five syllables, and you can't keep track of who's who. And the way that they wrote back then is because people didn't have what we have now. They didn't have access to, you know, digital forums and whatnot. So, you know, if, if something took hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and months to read, they loved it because they had free time in their hands, I guess. So I'm like, I just remember trying to get through this, going like, I don't know what the hell is going on. There's so who. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Raskolnikov. Uh, anyway, so I got through Common Punishment and then I got on this whole kick, right? So I got through it. It was really painful. But then I picked up Moby Dick. I went through that one a little bit quicker. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. And I read it again. And uh, then I started like journaling. I got these cheap notebooks from the Dollar Tree. 
And I just started writing random stuff. And, uh, and then like slowly it just got into this pattern. But here's the point of the story. So for like two years, once I got past crime and punishment, I just started picking up everything I possibly could. Because I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to start learning. There's so many freaking words. I don't even know. You know, I don't even know how to uh, pronounce it. Like I remember coming across this word and I was like, Burgosi, Burgoys, Burgoyes. And uh, <laughs> so like, I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I haven't taken any foreign. I think I took Spanish up to this point later in life. But uh, I mean, like I'm coming across bourgeois, bourgeoisie and I was I. It's so funny because like I had such limited experience when you come across these words as it was just fascinating because I realized how much I did not know. And uh, I'll speed up to this point. So what I did is I felt like the more I read, the smarter I'd feel, the smarter I felt, the more I feel like I belonged at the university. And uh, so the point of the story is even after amassing tons of books, uh, and as a, for instance, just the, the whole point of this is the pattern I got into. So once I got into this, I started realizing I could get through books fairly quick. So I, I get, I taught myself to be disciplined when it came to reading and I was able to wake up, you know, and just keep in mind back then I was a completely different person. I didn't train. I didn't do, I did doorway, you know, exercises. It took me 15, 20 minutes, but I get up at six, drink coffee. And I would read from like 6, 6.15 in the morning till midnight straight nonstop. And, uh, you know, with the usual human things you got to take care of. And uh, at, at the, I think for the about a year solid, maybe longer, I would not go to bed no matter what time it was until I had read uh, 200 pages that day. So I had come across this pattern. And this is even going to class. This is still going to doing my homework. This is still doing my assigned reading. This is like my own quest. So on my own, I would not do anything, nothing. I would not go to bed until I had read 200 pages. And it wouldn't be uncommon for me to get through an entire book in a day, depending on, um, I I had it down to the to the measure, right? The size of the font, how many words are on there, the, the width of the margins, uh, how fast I could read it, you know? So like 200 pages, I had it down to like a certain size font, certain margins, certain spacing, and I could be like, okay, so this is going to be about a page, page and a half or two, a minute, depending, right? So then that one would be, anyways, you kind of get the point of the story. So even after all that, even after amassing crazy amounts of what you call information, and this was all topics. I mean, this is was, this was not just novels. This, some of the stuff was history. Some of it was textbooks. Like I would buy textbooks on uh, everything, like historical stuff to, uh, you know, the Roman civilization, uh, read cultural stuff, African-American history stuff, women's studies. Like I read everything you could possibly think, uh, philosophy, ethics, religion, theology, doctrine. I even went through the Bible a couple of times and in different interpretations. I read everything that I possibly could, uh, world religion, spirituality. I just, I was interested in everything. I wanted to know it all. But all it did is put me in this crazy spiral of uh, being overstimulated. <laughs> like I, I felt like if all it did for me was just give me like paralysis uh, because I, I felt like at that point, as you heard me say in the past and other episodes, I didn't really have a sense of identity. And without identity, there's no, uh, you know, I've talked about it in confidence, but without clarity and you don't know who the hell you are, or why you're doing in this stuff, it's freaking pointless. 
why am I going to amass all this stuff? You know, like, why am I going to go through and start studying all these like legal things? Why am I going to go learn all this uh, constitutional law and study the First Amendment uh, if I don't even have any plan of going to law school? But I had, I just, I was just so ambitious and I thought I was doing something amazing. I'm just going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do. I'm going to know. I'm going to build this vocabulary. And what started with, I want to learn, uh, like increase my vocabulary and maybe get my literacy rate a little bit higher, my reading comprehension. All of a sudden, it turned into this huge quest of uh, getting lost, like dropping down that rabbit hole. And I mean, it's just in so many dang directions, it was just so chaotic. And, uh, you know, when the time came to graduate, it was just so deflating. Uh, I just felt like, I mean, <laughs> how do you, no one's going to give you anything for any of that work. Like, no one's going to be like, hey, cool. Like, I mean, it was nice to be able to drop into like a professor's office hours and be like, I'll be able to share information. They're like, wow, you read that on your own? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, read it a couple weeks ago. She was like, I've never met an undergrad student who even knows what who this guy is. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I just read it on a weekend. And uh, I mean, that kind of thing was neat. It's cool. It's fun. But, you know, really, whatever. I mean, what do I do with that? And uh, I think they gave me like a token distinction type. And I don't even know what the hell it is. It, I can't put it on a resume or anything. But basically, they said, uh, you're super motivated. So here we go. We're going to put this asterisk by your uh, degree name. Uh, but the whole point is that that um, did nothing for me without a sense of clarity. And I felt like until I started getting out there in the world, living life, jobs, bills, family, ups and downs, figuring out what the heck it is that I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And um, none of that stuff. Yeah, it helps. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm able to articulate myself. Uh, I'm not intimidated by information. I'm really not intimidated by anyone or anything anymore like I used to be. And I have a better sense of self-awareness and I have the tools that are required. But at the same time, I feel like all this experience, I want it to be the benefit of others because a lot of people um, who share that kind of imposter syndrome feeling of that lack of belonging, a lot of it has to do because they perceive themselves as not having uh, information or experience or knowledge or they don't know a lot or they're not very smart. And I'm going to tell you, I, I feel like I'm the poster boy for the people that walk around feeling like they're not very smart. Like what? That's all a matter of perspective. That's all a matter of our own sort of uh, our own lack of confidence or, or lack of experience or our own mindset, essentially. And I feel like the more clarity I have, the clearer I am and who I am, what I'm doing and what I want, uh, the more confident I become. And the less I realize I need to go out and find all this crazy amount of information and knowledge. You know, the more I'm doing something and I feel like that's what powerlifting has given me is that it gives you more and more and more clarity because you have to be specific. You can't go all over the place because if, if my end goal is to increase my max uh, lifts, whether it's by reps or a single one uh, max rep, uh, you have to have a goal in mind. Everything is going to be leading up to that moment and it can't be all the time, right? You know, like if it's any less than uh, eight to 12 weeks, you're just going to cause more damage, more harm to your body than progress. 
So everything takes time. So it has to be leading up to that moment. It has to be leading up to that competition, which we're going to be talking about in the next episode. So if you have that feeling, if there is that sort of voice in your head or that perspective that you have that maybe you're not smart enough or you don't know enough, just keep in mind, like a lot of that, there's a lot of knowledge to know out there, but how much, what you need to know is directly related to your goal, who you are, the getting clear, that's really going to be beneficial, that's going to improve you, that has value, is going to add something to you. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, but if you are not doing anything and you don't have a clear goal in mind and you're not on this path, most of this knowledge is superfluous. It's just going to be washed away. It's pointless. It, it, it's nothing, right? It's, it's, it's not going to benefit you in any way. So finding the information that is going to help you in whatever it is your journey is. And remember, just because you're the only one on the journey doesn't mean you're on the you're in the wrong. So if, if it's working for you, then that means you need to stick with it. So if, like we've talked about with programming before, if high reps work for you, then stick with high reps. If high intensity works for you, then stick with high intensity. If uh, training in the morning works for you, train in the morning. If training fasted, uh, if you want to, you know, if steroids work for you, then do steroids. If, if creatine works, then do creatine. If coffee works, drink coffee. You know, if you got, you're the guy that has to drink alcohol, then I mean, like, honestly, like if it works for you, then freaking just who gives a fuck what everybody else is doing or saying, like, find something that works for you and stick with it. But just remember, like more information and more knowledge is not always going to be beneficial if you don't know what the hell it is you're doing. And if you're not clear on who you are and why you're doing it, knowledge is pointless. All right. So I've come to the end of a, oh man, 30 minutes used to sound long. Go check out garageandpowerlifting.com, uh, apparel. You can find out how to get your own meat going on. There's leaderboards, records, all that kind of good stuff. Email me, david at garageandpowerlifting.com. Uh, keep your head high and your hopes higher. Thanks for joining in. Tune in next time.